0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Food, Wine, and Whiskey in Your Own Backyard. I'm your host, Rob, and today I have a couple special guests. Jeremy Hart is joining us, and also Stefano is joining us. And we're going to kind of get into what we're going to be talking about here in just a few minutes. But Jeremy, I wanted to start with, uh, you set us up to do this recording at uh, AOC, Art of Cellaring here in Houston. My first time here, fantastic place. Can, Can you just tell us a little bit about what this is?
1: Yeah, so Otter Cellars has been around for uh, a few years now, so they do a lot of good things for the community. They uh, they have a really good kind of social structure for uh, heavy collectors, and then inspiring collectors, and people that want to learn about wine that don't really know nothing at the at the moment, but want to get serious about it. And then the other really neat thing that this place offers is that they uh, they do uh, they host the... Houston sommelier association on certain wednesdays so it's an area for inspiring sobs to come here and get education directly from importers winemakers whoever it may be that week so some of the things that they offer is uh, wine storage facilities uh so you x amount of i think it's almost 24-hour access to come in here and access your wine everything's held at uh, temperature control and then uh, they can also receive stuff and that's super important with texas heat and so that's one of the things that they do. And then uh, the other one's the wine school. So they are the hub for the W set, which is kind of the most inspiring education forum for people not pr- pursuing the court, uh, the master sommelier court. So it's the kind of the baseline to become an MW a master of wine, which is still a really small set of people in the world. I think it's still under 300, which is pretty crazy. Wow. And so, uh, that's what they do. And so, they were uh, kind enough to let us use their space today, and it's gorgeous. Yeah,
0: it is. It's a cool place. So, um, well, let's get right into it. Stefano, you're with uh, Cosano, and tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of what you do and kind of what we'll be doing here today.
2: All right, for sure. First of all, thank you, Rob, for inviting me here today. It's a real pleasure to be here, and hi to all those ones who, who are listening. Um, so, I work as you said for Cassoni. For Cassoni is an Italian distillery, one of the most ancient actually. It was founded back in 1814 uh, in Italy by two brothers. And what we produce, uh, we do um, produce mainly Amaros and Aperitivo, so very classical uh, Italian liqueurs. Um, so the Cazzoni uh, brothers started actually started in 1814 with uh, producing aniccione, which is an extremely uh, traditional Italian liqueur okay. made out of anise, anise distillate, and uh, and nothing basically. So it's like no sugar, 45 ABV, and pure anise. So super powerful. It was great for the country people, no? Uh, sure. Early in the morning, sipping some anisone before going out uh, and work, no? Yeah, 90 proof, yeah. Yes, it's a lot. <laughs> And uh, then the company evolved, actually, um, it's, uh, it has been always uh, run by, by the family and um, after the war, uh, Enea Casoni rebuilt the distillery. Um, unfortunately, uh, in 1964, uh, he passed away due to a car accident, but his son, Mario, uh, was being legendary for, for the company. He um, was only 23 and he started working into the company. He was a racing car driver for the Scuderia Ferrari. Okay, okay. For Ferrari. Okay, So the Italian big brand sure. of car. I'm sure you're familiar with it. We've heard of
0: it. I, th- I think i, yeah,
2: I think. I've <laughs> Do you have a Ferrari? Do you own a <laughs> no, Ferrari? I wish I did. Do you yeah. have something to hide? <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, so Mario was the one, he was a close friend of Enzo Ferrari, so okay. also the owner of, of, of the Ferrari. Anytime Enzo Ferrari had a problem with a machine, with an engine, he used to say, why don't just call uh, Mario Casoni let's see if, if he has something for us. No? That's it pretty is cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And um, he was a great businessman, so he fully put all 100% of himself into the company. And uh, from there, uh, the cassoni brand is getting bigger and bigger. And right now, uh, we are quite an established Italian distillery. We do export 50% of our of our turnover, basically. Okay. And uh, we jumped into the uh, USA market one year and a half ago with our Amaros and aperitivos. Uh, okay,
0: that was going to be my question. You know, how are you in the American market? But you just said a year and a half you've been in the American market. Yeah, so a year and, and, and a half now. Yeah, and sure. we're in Texas. So yeah. how long have you been in Texas? Ten days
2: now, I would say. Oh, is that yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> okay so this is brand new to texas extremely brand new yes you know when jeremy (laughs) sent me the 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 pictures of what we'd be talking about and discussing and you guys know i'm jeremy i'm kind of a wine guy i was thinking that direction and i was like whoa this is kind of cool this is different and i'm always you know interested in learning and kind of figuring out new spirits and kind of what's out there and trying new things and this really intrigued me and uh I'll let you talk more about it, but I was sure. excited to be able to, to see kind of what this is and how you can drink it, and we're going to get into that, so keep sure. going. Sure, for
2: sure. Uh, so, there, there's, as I say, there's an entire world of Amaro's and aperitivo to discover. Um, actually, particularly in the U.S., but anywhere in the world, we are much familiar with a f- just a few brands, but there are... Mm, I wouldn't say thousands, but maybe almost uh, a thousand of uh, Italian producers of aperitivos and Amaro. Okay. So there is an entire, an entire world uh, to discover. Um, we just launched in the market here in Texas, our Aperitivo 1814 and two Amaros, Amaro Casoni Heritage, and Amaro del Ciclista, which you will never know how to pronounce it, probably. Yeah, but I was going <laughs> to say, I love your accent, but uh,
0: for everybody listening, we're going to put pictures up on the uh, Facebook yes. sites and Instagram, Twitter. We'll get this out so everybody can see what we're discussing. All right, but, all yeah, right. Uh, Google Translate can help sometimes. There you go. You know? <laughs> so um, I'm going to start. Uh, are we
2: doing, guys, a little tasting, no? I would yeah, say. we're, okay, we're going to do fantastic. a little tasting. So, so I'm going to start from the Aperitivo 1814. Um, the aperitivo is a uh, classical Italian liqueur. Um, maybe uh, the most of the guys who are uh, guys and girls who are listening, listening now uh, are familiar with apéro. Uh, yeah, apéro is an mm-hmm. Italian aperitivo. Okay. Uh, so our aperitivo 1814 definitely belongs to the same family uh, of, of apéro. It's an Italian liqueur, sweet orange based. Okay, uh, then bitter orange, uh, gentian, cardamom, and uh, a little bit of juniper. Uh, that's okay. what. That's
0: what. And the thing that kind of stuck out to me when I was looking at these were they're all kind of low proof, but you also told me this first one we're talking about, the 1814, is kind of directed to be drank before dinner. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, So I would say that the Italian uh, liquor uh, world um, it's about uh, for sure for dinner and after dinner but it's about the aperitivo Okay, aperitivo is an Italian word word uh, that um, stands for aprire aprire means to open so aperitivo is something that literally opens your stomach okay. before eating Okay, so aperitivo is any sort of drink, cocktails, liqueur uh, food, spirit that it's bittersweet okay? so helps you um Waiting for food helps you eventually digesting as well.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool.
2: So there is an entire world. So if you have you ever been in Italy, Rob?
0: No, but I'm going next year.
2: All right, you tell me when. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in Italy, it's all about the aperitivo. So okay. when you go out, you just go out for drinks, you go out before dinner, okay, you go out around 6, uh, uh, maybe 7 as well, 7 p.m., okay, yeah. and you have an aperitivo, which could be a prosecco, which could be a champagne for those who can afford it, uh, which could be a Negroni, a Milano-Torino, Americano, so the classic Italian uh, cocktails okay. that definitely prepares your stomach for, for food, Okay. That's that's the main rule. So it's a nice way to gather together, uh, to to talk. uh, So this first
0: one, 1814, is is designed that way. It's made that way.
2: 1814 is the main ingredient of the aperitivo. So it's the main ingredient of the spritz cocktail, which is uh, one part of aperitivo, so one part of cassone, 1814, uh, two parts of prosecco, and then topping up with soda water.
1: Sounds good
0: it does, that it does. Really good. it's definitely good Jeremy you've had these already obviously I've,
1: I've had I adore I love they're fantastic
0: okay you know I've heard of the the, the spritzers I've never had one so I mean hear about them on tv shows or whatever you know but I've never had one so I'm looking forward to now getting these recipes we'll talk about that later where I can my wife's gonna love them so I'm looking forward to being able to do that so pretty cool fantastic you can yeah. be
2: you can be a spritz master with me that, in the next we'll, 10 minutes we'll work <laughs> on
0: it yeah maybe next time you come i'll be able to make one halfway decent for you fantastic what about trying this first one can we try it for sure okay. please cheers. cheers 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 so definitely sweet huh
1: definitely always leans that way yeah of course yeah to me this is a little less sweet what's uh that's in line so- yes
2: so, uh, yeah, it's in line with the... Um, with the um, I would say it's even uh, less sweet than uh, other brands on the market. And um, it has to have bittersweet. So I'm sure you can feel gentian. Definitely get the bitters. Okay. Yeah. Eventually, in the back of the mouth. No, in the back, back of the of mouth. The palate, that's exactly yeah. 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 Uh, you get gentian a little bit. You get um, caramel and, uh, and maybe the, the juniper. But maybe that's
0: much more when you mix it. Okay. Okay. So tell me when you drink this before dinner... Is it a two-ounce pour? You have one glass and that's all you should have? Or how do you so drink like, this? So, uh, like, talking about today, uh, it's very hard to
2: drink a, an aperitivo by itself uh, before dinner. But if you think uh, that in the 60s, 70s, it was something that it was actually uh, done by, by people. So the original aperitivo for Italy was vermouth, just sweet vermouth okay. on the rocks. That's it. Uh, and it's still like that, even, even not if not that much. And then it turns out into being the aperitivo. So the original way to drink the aperitivo was just on the rocks with salts, so soda, water, and that's it. Uh, but right now it's much more mixed,
0: so in a spray, it's cocktail. But you can have two or three of these before dinner, no big deal? Yes. Easily. Or, yeah. even, okay. or even after, right? Because, I mean, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm tasting that and going, my wife gets a hold of this. She's gonna, uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's, that bottle might be gone before dinner. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is, it is. This is 15 ABV, so a little bit stronger uh, than um, what you can usually find in the market. And um, the, the alcohol level, the higher alcohol level sustains the bitterness and the, and the flavors that needs a, bit li- a little bit more of Say alcohol. Say the ABV again? What was it? 15. 15. Yeah.
0: So how was that? I was the first try? Yeah, I really liked that. And again... I don't think I've had anything like it before, but that that was really good. I can see where sipping on that before dinner would be really good. Sure. On cooking, just sure. hanging out. Yeah, yeah, it can be dinner,
2: or it can be turned out into an after-dinner cocktail, which this guy, you invented this in the U.S., the paper plane cocktail. Yeah. Uh, which is a classic one-part uh, one, onth, uh, one part bourbon, one-part aperitivo, one-part of amaro, half-part of uh, lemon juice. Shaked and strained. So so
0: bourbon. You have a bourbon Bourbon. cocktail with Bourbon cocktail with aperitivo. Now you're right in my lane. I love bourbon. Bourbon, amaro, aperitivo,
2: fresh lemon squeezed uh, juice, and um, shaked, strained, and just... uh, I like rosemary on the top, but it's
0: supposed to be be orange. Okay. That sounds really good. It is. So you have several different recipes you can kind of put together, and those will be on the website. We can get kind of people directed to that, and they can find these recipes for these different cocktails.
2: Yes. There is... Yeah, for sure.
0: Sure. Okay, so the first one we're talking about is uh, more before dinner. that's kind yeah. of what it's designed for Indeed. and the next two we're going to talk about uh, are primarily for after dinner. Yes All right, let's gonna, jump into those
2: fantastic We're going to jump into the the Amaro world, which is uh, huge it's extremely huge. so you just think about that the Amaro uh, was born in the fourteenth century okay oh, wow. in Italy, okay, and it was used for medical purposes mm-hmm. no. So you had headache, uh, you had a sip of Amaro, anything, you had a sip of Amaro. Eventually they find out it was pretty much useless, but still something good to drink. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so they kept producing Amaros and the boom of, of the Amaros uh, was in the um, 19th centuries. Okay. So actually uh, from where the distillery was, was, was founded and uh, so many distilleries in Italy producing, uh, producing Amaro, there are so many different recipes. And there, are, there is no proper classification. So like I would say, the Italian law, as general rules in order to classify an Amaro, it's at least 15 ABV. Okay. At least 10% sugar. And it has to have bitter taste, which is pretty much, could be pretty much anything, no? Okay. So that makes sense. Yes. Um, there are a couple of big categories, big families of Amaro that I always like to, to highlight. Uh, the southern style, uh, citrusy, sweet style of Amaro, as uh, the Amaro Casoni heritage, and the northern style, alpine style of Amaro, as the Amaro de Ciclista, which is a brand, of course, produced in owned by Casoni. This difference uh, helps people in order to understand a little bit and as well, or um, in some way, you know, classifi- cl- classi- classificate the, the Amaro word. Uh, the citrusy siren star of Amaro, which is the one we are going to taste right now. Okay. It's the Amaro Casoni heritage. Uh, we call it this way because um, the recipe is 150 years old now. The design of the label dates back to 1814. So this is actually the very first label that Cazzoni Brothers used to pack all the ah, okay. products in.
0: Okay. So 1814 is really significant to Amaro. To yeah. This. Okay.
2: Yeah, so the, the that centuries there was extremely significant for the Amaro because if you think about the main Italian brands, they were pretty much all born in that, in that century. Okay, the that's century. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: this is... Obviously different than the first one on the nose.
2: Of course. Of course it
0: is. And and darker in color. I mean, you guys can't see this, but uh, the first one he poured was more of a a rose color. And then kind of got kind of a, what do do you call that, Jeremy? Like an amber copper. Amber. Yeah. Yeah. And then we almost go to a a caramel kind of.
1: Oh, yeah. That's definitely like a, yeah, molasses almost color. yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: they, they change quite a bit. And the reason for that?
2: Uh, so it's because of the infusion. Just the infusion? Yes. Okay. The infusion and as well uh, the, the sugar as well plays a little bit. So,
1: could you jump into the uh, basically the general process for let's go here instead of there for how this would be made?
2: Uh, so uh, the Amaro, we are talking about the Amaro Heritage now. It's um, cold. So professionally speaking, I don't know whether this is good in English or not, but cold extraction of aromatic flavors. Okay. okay. It's a uh, cold extraction cold of yeah. bitter sweet uh, bitter bitter herbs basically. Uh, so uh, in Casoni in Casoni we do have total control over the raw materials. Uh, our master distiller uh, Brunino is uh, 65 now, okay? Wow. He has been working in the company uh, for the last 45 years, okay? Oh. That's that's a lot. And um, he has direct contact with the suppliers of, uh, I do gentian, cardamom, of all the bittersweet, of all the bitter herbs, and is um, the one in the in the company that does the the infusions. So we start always from uh, neutral alcohol. So we are talking right now about uh, uh, grain alcohol. Okay. We start from there, uh, we, we do small batches, I would say 1,000, 2,000 liters, it's the very most we can do uh, with these products, and uh, we infuse the, the herbs, the fruits, seeds, uh, whatever it takes to, 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 to get to the, to the, to the balance, no? to find the, the perfect flavor uh, of the Amaro. That's very cool it's uh it's it's not a long infusion it's uh, around one month one month and a half so six weeks you know, infusion for the MR heritage.
0: so the gentleman you you spoke of that's been there forty five years he's the one who kind of has that in his mind what he wants for the finished product and he he blesses it he says, okay, this is good yes that's okay. uh,
2: that's very much how it works yes. okay <laughs>
0: otherwise it's just continuing to kind of play with it until he gets it to where he wants and yeah, so I mean, uh,
2: the company is more than 200 years old now. So we do have our own recipes, which are for sure uh, classified, and we know how to do it. it it's never a try, no. I mean. Uh, okay, okay. But, so it's but, a it's a recipe you make the, the, the same way every time. We try to. It's 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 never easy. Sure. Uh, because uh, when you when you when you get to speak about small batches and uh, you know artisanal and crafted production. Uh, I wouldn't bet that any batch is as the same okay. as the other. But what we work for, it's for consistency. So like uh, any day, any customers from New York uh, to San Francisco to Houston, uh, they deserve to, to taste the, the great cassoni uh, quality uh, anytime. No? So that's what we work for. Okay.
1: We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, Bar and Grill fans! It's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-host sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Ellyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. And.
0: Is this aged at all? I mean, is this put in any kind of aging process? No, or this no? is it not just, aged. No. Okay, once it's done and it's ready, it can be bottled? Yes, so okay. it takes three, six,
2: um, four to six weeks of the infusion, and then we go through a very um, easy and smooth filtration process. So it's basically just I use, as you would be filtering your own coffee at home. So it's just paper filters. Okay, super, uh, super soft, super soft yeah. process with no high pressures in order to respect the liquid and in order not to lose any uh, flavor. Okay. okay. Um, then after that, there are another two, three weeks of um, resting. So the bulk liquid is into this uh, um, tanks and, and rests, is left there
0: and then uh, bottling. Now I'm going to let you say the name of this one we're drinking again. what is, what is this called? So this is Amaro Cassoni uh, Heritage. Heritage. We call it Heritage, Heritage
2: because okay. yes. We call it Heritage because it's uh, the the most uh, one of the most ancient products. Now as I'm Casoni looking at the bottle
0: just so people when they start to go look at this and try to figure out which one's which I Amaro Cassoni. You see Amaro Cassoni. Yeah, I don't see Heritage on there. So how would I so Heritage is
2: the, the, the family name we give to the product. This is just the classic Amaro Cassoni.
0: So this it. is going to be, I, I'm just going to describe to you this way, and we'll put some. We'll try to figure out a way to put it good on the, on the Facebook and stuff. But this is the, 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 the one that's after dinner with, in a clear bottle. It's the taller one. You're going to see a shorter, dark, darker bottle. These are the two after dinner ones. The one we're talking about right now is the taller clear bottle. Uh, good stuff. I mean, it's, it's different on the nose. I definitely get the, the bitters again. But tell me, is this meant to be drank neat or is it specifically made, can be drink neat, no problem? Yes. So
2: this, uh, so I would say anytime you have to do an Amaro tasting, it's always the best to drink that neat and um, not chilled. So totally ambient temperature, okay, Uh, in order to really um, get to understand all the flavors and uh, really understand whether the Amaro is balanced or not because... uh, it's it's never easy, no? Because uh, other um, other brands and other products, uh, they always uh, suggest to consume the Amaro chilled or even frozen, super, super cold. But in my opinion, it's always the best to have the Amaro as it is.
0: I like it. It's weird because it's, uh, I mean, it still has that sweet flavor on it, but you get that bat, the, bet, the bitters on the back end. Yes. And I, I keep thinking I'm not going to like that, but I kind of do. It's kind of weird that you, you get that bitter taste and you go... It's kind of intriguing. I kind
1: of like it. Yeah, it's uh, to me one of the kind of telling things for Texans is uh, if you like barbecue bark, you like mm-hmm. bitter. It's one of those things where it's I don't like bitter. I'm like, oh yeah, it's like I've seen you eat barbecue. Like, yeah, exactly. you like bitter. Trust me, you like bitter. Yeah, so.
2: yeah, definitely. Within this um, liquid, you can appreciate more the gentian and a little bit of quinine too. Okay, so that's the, the the bitter side of it. But as soon as something is balanced then you're gonna like it. I mean, in my opinion, um, this is mm, all, all what we need to, to, to look for, no? In anything we taste, I mean, I'm not a wine expert, uh, I'm more on the spirits and cocktail side, uh, but when you drink something which is too sweet or which leaves your mouth not clean, uh, then uh, there's, there's something, no? Uh, but even an Amaro, even if it's uh, strong, even if you're drinking uh, warm, Uh, it's uh, if it's balanced it's gonna be it's gonna be good then with this one of course like uh, in order to be to to have it to to make the Amaro be much more drinkable uh, on the rocks uh, with a lemon uh, peel on the top there is uh, a little bit of lemon infusion as well in this in this product yes or uh, cocktails so we are talking before about the paper plane and so it's made out of the aperitivo and the Amaro so I would say this Amaro suitable for making that sort of cocktail or otherwise i would say an amaro sour uh, would be something uh, fancy and nice to play with as well or
0: amaro spritz why not oh okay you can go a lot of different directions with that yeah very versatile for sure okay i like Like this one thank you all right, we got uh, the last one. I'm going to let you tell us the name of it again. I like the label. It's got the, <laughs> the bike on there. Go ahead. What is that? The one?
2: last one is the Amaro del Ciclista. So it's an Amaro made by the Cazzoni family. While the Amaro Casoni, um it's very old, um, this one is pretty new. We launched this product two years ago. Okay. And um, so also for the people who are listening now, uh, there is a bicycle on the, on, the, on, the, on the label. There is this label, like silver mirror style yeah. uh, label with a bicycle on it. And um, the bicycle is dedicated to Enea Casoni. As I mentioned before, Enea was the guy who rebuilt the distillery after the war okay, okay. in the 50s. And um, he had no money at the time. He invested all what he had into the distillery. And so for going to meet with the fiance, he was forced to, crazy Italian guy, he was forced to uh, bike 80 miles every weekend from Finale Emilia, flat, uh, yeah. foggy lands uh, nearby Modena, where the distillery is from, up to the Apennine Mountains. So, That's a workout. Like, yeah, it's uh, quite a ride. And uh, once there, it was offered uh, zabaione, so, which is an Italian dessert, which is basically uh, beaten eggs and sugar, and a sip of Amaro to restore the energy, no? for energy. <laughs> nice. uh, so that's why we decided to dedicate the Amaro del Ciclista, uh, with, so the bicycle Amaro, we decided to dedicate the bottle to So I have a Enera. question.
0: You said it's a new product. Yeah. So does that mean it's an old recipe that you started making again, or is this a brand new recipe you guys have come up with for the Amaro?
2: It's um, we, you know, we do have uh, a collection, an old collection of many, many recipes. So I would say we've been inspired for sure by okay. something that was done in the past, uh, but the recipe we can say is, is new. It's something that we so learned two years ago. Okay. We kind of twist uh, some old yeah, make it your own, had. yes, and then very indeed. cool. So it's always good to 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 make new research now and to to be always on time with new products and stuff. Sure, that's. So when we
0: taste and smell and and get into this one, what what, what are we going to get? Completely different Amaro compared
2: to the other one. So this is uh, an Amaro that I describe as being a northern style of Amaro, alpine style. So much more quinine, rhubarb, licorice, peppermint. Okay. So gentian for sure because... Well, basically, there's gentian in any of the Italian liquors. so you can always say, even if you're not an expert and you taste some Italian stuff, you can say, "Ah, I feel gentian in it." It's gonna be fine. Okay? People think you know what you're talking <laughs> yes. about. Yeah, I know. Okay. People are thinking you're a pro.
0: You want to try that one? Shall we try it? Sure. Yeah, Jeremy. Uh... I sip it a little bit. Yeah, you just kind of get Oh, there. I love Amaro. Like
1: Amaro is <laughs> like one of my favorite things in the world. Drop Amaro or not safe around me. Because he knows
2: the product. <laughs> exactly. Say so. say so. That's it. That's it. So actually ABV level 26. So as the same as the other Amaro. Sugar level, uh, same level as the other Amaro. But I won't tell you. which. Should I the get some different. tobacco
0: on this? Is that bad that I, I feel like I get a little tobacco? And I don't feel like the bitters are as strong yeah. as the last one we had. Indeed, that's true. Tobago chocolate, cocoa. Okay. You know all these. That's kind, what I'm you know, getting. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that one. That's different. Man, they're all three. You know, I, I thought they might be somewhat similar. They're not. They're, they're vastly not. different.
2: Yeah, and then and then that's why we decided to approach the, the the USA market with these three different SKUs, um, because they allows us not to 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 widely speak about the Italian liqueurs and widely speak about our company and different recipes that we produce.
0: And these, these are coming into the US market through Banville? Through Banville my okay. Merchant,
2: which is our uh, importer base in New York and then we do have all the distributors um, in any state.
0: And are you in all the states as of now or how many
2: states so are you f- in? So far uh, we are gonna be uh, 20 states by the end of
0: the year. Okay, so I'm guessing you're not in North Dakota, or Wyoming, or Idaho. <laughs> Why you say that? <laughs> I'm figuring if you're hitting 20 states, you're hitting the, the 20 with big markets.
2: But, um, you know, you never know where you can hit a big market, no, for sure. In terms of volume, uh, we, know, we all know which are the markets, but it's always a pleasure no? to, to go out and... Uh, and, and talk about the, the Italian liquors and it's always good to, to meet with people that, that care about it, no? And it doesn't really matter whether the a market, sure. it's, it's super top, high volume, or not. You can always do your best yeah, where you, you can are. Yeah, you deal no? with
0: that. But if they're in California or Texas, obviously, and yeah. New York, and big big places on the East yeah, Coast, West Chicago, Coast, you're, yeah, you're yeah. probably close to there already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chicago. We are there, we are okay. there,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so New York, Boston, Chicago, Uh, Texas, Cali, um, Michigan. Michigan, Uh, okay. Arizona? Sure. Arizona, yes. Yeah, so some of the bigger... Yeah, cool. Vegas? People
0: go out to Vegas, want a cocktail? Of course, we are there in Vegas. There you go, you got to be in Vegas. Yeah, I'm out of shots in Vegas. There you go. (laughs) That's all fun. (laughs) All right, very cool. So we talked earlier. Um, Can we go back through now that we've tried all three and so different, but can you talk a little bit about... Two or three cocktails that are popular in Italy with each one of these. I know we talked about the spritzer. By the way, this last one, can you make a spritzer with that?
2: Um it
0: seems I so heavy, more, it, I wouldn't.
2: So with the, with the last one, it's very heavy, but you can play with it. So I would say for sure for heavy cocktails, so like a Black Manhattan, I would okay. say yes, or a twist on a Negroni, and I'm going to talk about the Negroni in a few seconds. Uh, so adding a bar spoon of Negroni, or maybe uh, instead of Fernet in an Anki-Panky, Anky so, a bar spoon of Amaro de Ciclista and Anki Panky instead of uh, Fournette, I would okay. say that will work. Uh, or, very easy, Amaro and Tonic, uh, cucumber garnish. Oh, well, wow. In order okay. to balance the bitterness, so you need freshness, okay? Right. So, so the, cucumber works, works with that.
0: That's a good one. Okay. So, let's go backwards. The, yeah. the, the second one we had, cocktails with that. You said you could do a spritzer. what are some other things you can do spritz you
2: can do amaro sour you can do paper plane uh, you can do um, any twist uh, uh, in any negroni as well i would say um so in, in italy uh, the the main italian mixologies no the historical one it's all about negroni spritz milano torino and americano okay. so italy uh, was born out of vermouth so vermouth is something we have to mix. Otherwise we would die. Definitely. Right? <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> so sweet vermouth, dry vermouth, uh, it's something that, 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 you know, Italy has been known for. Uh, so the, the, when we talk to about Italian mixologies, we talk about Negroni, Americano, Milano, Torino. Negroni is gin, sweet vermouth and uh, bitter. Okay? okay. So or aperitivo. So either Campari style or 1814 Cagioni, okay. That's what you can use in a, in a vermouth. Um, then you've got, um, Milano Torino, which is just 50, 50 vermouth and, and aperitivo. Okay. And then you've got Americano, which is vermouth, aperitivo and soda. So as you can see any kind of uh, Italian mixologist, uh, Italian uh, classic, uh, classic cocktails, it's out of vermouth and Amaro's bitters and stuff. Okay. You can do vermouth with Amaro. So instead of the bitter, you can use uh, an Amaro. Actually Amaro is the translation of bitter in Italian. Oh really? Yes. makes sense. It, it makes also a little bit of confusion, I would say. Well, I, <laughs> I would say it makes sense because you get bitters on all of them. So I can see yeah. where, yeah. Yeah, 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 in there. But yeah, yeah, that's it. So um, I would say in any sort of Italian classic liquor recipes, in t- instead of a bitter or aperitivo, you can use an Amaro but of course you have to like the bitter taste no sure. the bitter side of it so i don't know whether this is something maybe interesting for for the market here but it's always good to, to play with it and then to uh, to see it
0: yeah you mean when you first say bitter to me i'm going okay i'm not sure if i'm going to like that but i'd say absolutely give it a shot because once you have it it's not it's not the bitter in the way that you think it's very subtle on the on the back end where it's not overpowering you get that sweet and that that body of the drink up front, and you just get a little bitter on the back, which is intriguing to me. It's just different. I kind of like it. I do like it. Thank you. Fantastic. (laughs) Super proud of that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So what what else do we want to talk about about these drinks? Uh, Where can we get them? I mean, Jeremy? Uh,
1: Within the next five business days or so, the next week, we'll be able to uh, source them from uh, Houston Wine Merchant, uh, arguably the best independent wine shop in Texas um they have a really great uh maro selection artisanal spirits it's really great people as well uh it will also be available at goody goody which uh will be the whole or woodway location and then also with uh specs downtown
0: on smith street
1: (laughs) on smith street yep okay wow sounds good good job jenny
0: okay so let's talk for just a second about pricing on these things uh all three bottles. Let's start the eighteen fourteen. What's that retail?
1: So eighteen fourteen on average can be around twenty four ninety nine. Twenty four ninety nine. Yep. And then the uh heritage? Heritage is uh twenty eight ninety nine.
0: Okay. And then I'm gonna call it uh what Stefano help us out. I'm
2: gonna yeah, call it the bicycle. The bicycle model.
1: Amaro,
0: fantastic. <laughs> Sounds yep. even better.
1: So there's uh it's typically around forty to forty
0: three. Okay, forty to forty three. Yep. All right. and, and again, these will be out uh, five to ten days at yep. the three locations we talked about. There's going to be goody-goody on Woodway, Smith Street Specs, and then we're going to have it at uh, Houston Wine Merchant, which is a great place to go shop.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: Well, guys, I appreciate you guys joining me on another episode of Food, Wine, and Whiskey in Your Own Backyard. I appreciate you guys coming in. Thank you so Good very much, much Thank, you so, Thank much. you so much. Until uh, the next episode, everyone, enjoy your next pour.